Live from Cool Boys Central. You're the boss down there. I'm boss up here. From bat tips to bat nips, <laughs> we are just three cool boys revisiting Batman, the animated series, and wearing hats. <laughs> this is Batman and Beyond, a cool boys podcast. I see Batman and Beyond. <laughs> Greetings, cool boy Bat Nation, and welcome to another installment of Batman and Beyond, a cool boys podcast. I'm Felk. I'm Ballard. And I'm Steve. Uh, so cool. Tonight's episode is Two-Face, part two, directed by Kevin Altieri and written by Randy Rogel. This episode aired September 28th, 1992, just three days after part one, and features Rupert Thorne and Two-Face as its antagonists. Wikipedia says Harvey Dent, now calling himself Two-Face, resurfaces and starts robbing Rupert Thorne's illegal businesses, preparing for a final confrontation with the crime boss. And Batman must stop his former friend before he and Thorne kill each other. Special note... Batman's method of defeating Two-Face in this episode, using a case of coins, was later used in the climax of Batman Forever. Well, spoilers, Wikipedia. Maybe I'll uh, cut that out. Yeah, I was going to I was gonna say, I was going to save that until the end, but okay. <laughs> Wikipedia puts it in its episode description. Yeah, so I love the previously on that we get right after the uh, general opening animation because it's the first time we get a previously on Batman. Mm-hmm. Whose yeah. voice was that? Dude, dude. I don't know. It didn't sound like it was like Bruce Wayne's voice or Batman's voice. I was like, who is that voice? Is that Bruce Timm's voice or something? I didn't know who that was. Previously on Batman. (laughs) Um, But I like how they sum up essentially all of the last episode with what happens in the last three minutes only of part one. That's all that's important. Right? I love that. But what's great is they show how with Pretty Poison, how they're able to do a really tight single one-episode arc of an origin story for a great villain like Poison Ivy. But with this one, they show with this previously on that they could have easily done a tight version of this Two-Face episode as one episode, but they gave it two parts and really allowed the time to expand and to tell this story arc and to have it like deliver and be such a better and more layered and more nuanced story. And I really fucking think that they did a great job. And this is like really where I, I think I started to love the show more just for the acts yeah. aspect that this was a part two. It's a watershed episode. Handled it it, part it, it's, two. it's definitely when the, the, the series takes on uh, bigger stories. And I think it's yeah. important because like two face has been set up, even if he's only in like two previous episodes. I mean, it, this is, this is a villain that Batman or Bruce Wayne has a personal connection to. So I think it deserves emotional tie. Yeah, Absolutely. I think it, it deserves yeah. a two parter. They definitely show that in the episode, too, where they have Bruce staying up and late researching and he's not using his back computer. He's doing it on his own and he's using the uh, books. So this is, this is personal for Bruce. So I have a interesting little bit of uh, trivia for What's that, uh, Steve. The first. Uh, I, you know when they go into the to do the robbery, and Harvey yeah. Harvey says a line in there. I think the line something like, "For the next five minutes, I'm in control." Yes, that's, that's uh, from Dog Day Afternoon. That's 
Oh, is that really? Uh-huh. That's oh. from uh, Al Pacino. Wait, who says that in Dog? Al Pacino? Mm-hmm. Al Pacino says that. Sonny? He's gay. Isn't he, isn't he sunny in that or something like that, right? It's a bit true story, isn't it? He's it's, gay. I don't remember either if the name or if it was a true story. It is definitely a true story. Uh, okay. I also kind of liked how he was like, he was like, don't adjust your TVs or what did he say? And I remember being like, what is that? That was like Twi- uh, Twilight Zone or Outer Limits or... Very similar. I think Outer Limits is like, uh, do not attempt to adjust your television or something yeah. like that. Yeah, what was yeah. he doing? That's, that's great. Two Face has got the witty line. So he's, yeah, well, I like, uh, I like Two Face in this. I like how we get like a real Two Face. It's I like how the episode starts and he's Two Face. He's not. We're not pussyfooting this shit at all. This oh, he already. What's interesting is that it, it jumps six months in into the future. So it's it, the episode last part one ends with uh, Harvey screaming with the lightning. And his face being all scarred. And, and, and he jumps just, out the window. And he jumps out a window. <laughs> and then the next episode, you know, just a week later is him six months later. The PTA's disbanded. He's, uh, he has a, <laughs> God, the PTA has disbanded. <laughs> no, no, the PTA has not disbanded. I think he has a credit card in, in Two-Face's name. And uh, he has a suit that he was especially tailored to him the, the black and white suit you know so that's super hot another piece of trivia apparently that black and white suit uh it was the first time that they did it like that and that the comics followed no followed way really this is the first time hearing of this what uh, I, I, I i i appreciate that he took the time to hire henchmen who were also twins yeah, twin goons, twin hired goons. The two part of the, the, the he's two face and they're twins. It doesn't quite make sense because I mean, uh, apparently he prosecuted <laughs> them at one point, so he he knows them. That's oh, he he mentions convenient. that. I like how he's robbing Rupert Thorne. I like how this is like in Scarecrow's story. Like one of the few things I liked about Scarecrow's story was um. What's was that called? Nothing to fear. Yes. I like I like how this one is. This is like a revenge story. Like Harvey's just like fuck this. I'm just gonna fucking go and just burn your world down. Take all your money. I'm gonna burn it all. I'm gonna burn it all. But we're gonna see uh, right now is actually another dream sequence. But this time we're gonna see someone else's dreams. Part one we saw Harvey's dreams. We saw his demons in his dreams. But in part two we see. Bruce's demons in his dreams and how he let Harvey down. It's a how dream he fake out. Down, how he lets everybody down. You fucking suck, Bruce Wayne. It's a dream fake out. You think it's you think it's Harvey's dream, but oh, no, it's Bruce's dream. It's Brucey's. Was it his fake out? I thought from the beginning that it was. I, I I knew that it was Batman's dream. Really, it starts with Harvey. Yeah. Oh yeah, it starts with Harvey running away and like you and you hear like, you failed me, Bruce, and all that kind of shit. The, you know, once again, you know they do, they just do dream sequences really well in this this show. They yeah, they do. They have a good uh, idea of, I guess, uh, psychology, or they do a good job for a kids show just to to portray that uh, these issues that uh, people will be processing. I like that, that when they, he wakes up from the dream, uh, the Flash is there, even though the Flash hasn't been introduced as a character yet, so it's very confusing. And he, he yells warnings that are clearly setting up for an Injustice-style storyline that never get uh, explored Met. because they fired Zack Snyder and replaced him with Joss Whedon. Wait, is that, is that this episode? Is that this episode of Batman the Animated Series? Yeah, that was Batman v- BVS <laughs> podcast. Uh, one of the things I got to say that's interesting, uh, to go back to the earlier bank robbery scene, is that I like how we see the coin actually decide two different fates mm-hmm. in that scene. We see it. 
essentially decide like you know we're gonna ro- we're gonna rob this place and we're just taking you know the cash and 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 that you know and that they spare that they're gonna take the place down but the the, the they spares the guy with the jewelry it yeah. wasn't in the they, plan it wasn't, what, the plan. Why? Well, it wasn't the plan but he so he has to flip a coin. coin he has to flip a yeah. coin because it wasn't part of the plan he, the good so and I the like bad how coin. we established the coin in its the rules. actual rules oh yeah oh yeah very and quickly it's, and it's like I think how Felk said in the last episode in Batman Forever Harvey Dent's Two Face in Batman Forever yeah. has no rules with flipping this coin. He'll flip it and flip it for days and Batman days. Batman Forever it was a terrible movie advantage. that's not worth remembering. Because it, uh, it, it defeats the fact that they stole the they stole the idea from this this episode where he Batman defeats him by throwing coins. Are, so we are spoiling that for are we spoiling Batman Forever? It was like 1995. Yeah, I think we're fine. You're right. I agree. No, you're right. It makes no sense in Batman Forever. Like, why would that Two-Face even give a shit about his coin? He fucking just abuses it it's as It's just is. special. It's just special to him. There may have been a whole scene in a trial courtroom that was establishes this that was cut from the movie, though. Or mm-hmm. used as newsroom footage. That's very possible. <laughs> That's very possible. So, oh, by the way, we just saw, we just saw Harvey's wallet. And it's, it's, his credit card actually said Two-Face was uh-huh. the name on the credit card. The credit card was for dollar dollar insta, so maybe something dollar dollar instant. And the number was, if I caught it, it was six 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 two three whatever. I couldn't see it. Well, let's uh-huh. not forget, Batman also has a credit card that simply says Batman, and it, yeah, it is valid till forever. These co- credit, yeah, who are these credit card are companies just lending money to <laughs> Gotham Bank? To Dude, uh, so th- is this where Joker's getting all this money to finance his engineers? The Banking in Gotham is obviously a lot more lax. As long as he makes his minimum monthly payment, you know, they don't care. And I love that Pamela Isley's, uh, like, uh, uh, like, school university ID actually had her bra, waist, and hip measurements. Like, that was amazing. Like, I, I, I love these ID insert wallet shots in these uh, episodes. Guys, we are in Act 2, and guess what we're about to have? Orgasms? We're going to have... A first appearance again in Batman the Animated Series of something of Bat lore that we all love and we all want to ride on. Now, I personally want to ride on hugging Batman as he controls it. I don't know. Maybe you two would rather just actually ride on it. And that, of course, is what I'm talking about is the Bat bike. Oh, I've always heard Bat cycle. Oh, Bat Cycle. That's nice. I like that, too. I don't like That's Bat good. Pod. I always like, don't call it The Bat or Bat Pod. Just call it I Bat Cycle and Bat Copter, I guess. Bat Bat uh, bat Pod, I think, is specific to The Dark Knight, right? In The Dark Knight Rises? Yeah, it is. But but uh, it's, it's been called The Bat Pod in, like, toys that have nothing to do with The Dark Knight that are just, like, on their own. What was it called in Batman Returns when he eventually gets it down to two wheels and it goes through the tiny little alleyway? I think still just the Batmobile. That was just still the Batmobile. That yeah. wasn't like a Bat Pod. No, I don't think I I, I don't know. If there was ever a toy of it, but I'm I'm pretty sure Bat Pod refers to the fact that it uses an escape pod. But then because it, that it looked good, they just kept it. He just kept using it in The Dark Knight Rises, even though at that point it's like get something a little more permanent. Wasn't that just like half half of your car as a emergency only advice i think he liked it a lot i guess he liked the accessibility of it he was able to go through a mall he was able to go through alleyways he was able to shoot dumpster and then jump it yeah this this bat the bat cycle from the animated series does not have guns attached to it i like Um, uh robin's uh bat cycle too that he he was pretty badass on there the red the red the red cycle it's called the red robin Robin cycle it would be called the, the red robin it's called the red robin i think 
Is it called the Red Robin? I Jesus think so. Christ. Yum. Yum. Red Robin. Yum. One of the things that uh, I thought was kind of interesting was that that kind of Batman considers Two Face a monster just basically because he he looks like a monster, like not no that, because he's committing robberies. Yeah, he, I think he calls he calls him a monster. He's like, you're not a monster, or he's like, I need to figure out how to save him from. <laughs> yeah, monster. yeah. It's like it's like why are you saying this, Batman? Because <laughs> he's been robbing banks. I, I, that, like he, that's not. I don't. I don't know. I felt like it was much more of like just because he looked like a monster because he scarred that like he was look call you know calling him a monster. Like we have to figure out how to save him. I don't know. It just seemed much much more on the discriminatory uh-oh. from Batman. Yeah, discriminatory. Batman's been bested again, Steve. Uh huh. It, it happens kind of often, but <laughs> but Two Face. Uh, He's like really stunned by Harvey's kick. I think that, you know, they established that he had superhuman strength in the first episode. I like how the janitor wakes him up. Like the janitor's like, uh, hey, what's going on? And Batman's like. You think the janitor peeked under the mask? No, no. Everybody respects it, it seems like. For the most part, they don't really seem to care. Or everyone's like, whatever. The dude's a psycho. Yeah, they're like, you know, he wears a mask for a reason. You know, I guess they don't seem to care at this point, but um, it does. I liked how the the janitor is just like, "Hey, guy, what's up? How's it going? Where is everybody? I don't know." Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> who, are you, who are you talking about, Batman? <laughs> what the fuck? Like, like, who are you rolling with? I don't know. I don't know your friends. Why are you asking me that shit? What are you talking about, <laughs> the janitor? I've lost you guys already. I love how. Wait, I like how right here. Harvey sees like this like bride and groom in a store. He's like, I want to go see this girl, Grace. And like, 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 dude, Grace has already moved on. All right, we're sorry, Harvey. Grace is over you. He's and like then, longing, you know. And then and so uh, yeah, so Harvey goes and drives outside her like apartment or some shit, right? And he's just like checking her out. But meanwhile, Grace has been informed by, as an informant, right? We know she's an to informant. The, for the police, she's, been told yeah, to, she's a rat, right? To well, she thinks she's helping. Yeah, she's a good she's like, girl. Clue it in. She thinks she's helping the police, but she's helping only Rupert Thorne, right? But yeah. clue us in if Harvey ever contacts you. Oh, and, and she Grace immediately like, does. It's so messed up. She's. I'm telling you. So I was saying in the last episode, what is Grace, Grace? Is possibly the most like the villain stitches. of this episode throughout, through and through. Could have been maybe the therapist, but I think it's really Grace. This proves it. See, she's a rat. It was a power struggle move. It was a, all along. It was crafted by Grace ever since the get go. She's the villain in this, guys. Oh, it's okay? an interesting uh, conspiracy theory. I knew it. She was bitch talking the whole time during his speech. Harvey is his own villain. Is basically <laughs> what it, what it, what it's coming down to. And Snitches I, I, get stitches, and Grace better. I just said watch that. Your fucking back, okay? I like how uh, you know they they introduce Harvey's layer now. So they uh, bring over. Uh, he's basically I. I live in a casino. <laughs> yeah, a casino called Wild Deuces with a number two on it. The quote that I, I got from there was, he says, it's a dichotomy of order and chaos, you know. Oh, so, really? Yeah, that's, that's how he explains why he likes to, to live in a casino. I love that they, they run with the duality references. Yeah, it's all this duality. Every, yeah, yeah. Everywhere. Order like, and all the, chaos. All the places he attacks, too, are like, it's like Gemini Club, and it's like, it's like, it's like, 
like two faces club. Well, those like are all, all uh, Thorn, uh, and they're all Thorn. Like, why is, why is Rupert Thorn writing like put like naming all these clubs things that like Two Face would want to go rob? Why are like, people renting out to, baiting. to known criminals? Like, who, he's baiting. How them. does real estate work in Gotham? They're giving credit cards to Two Face, and they're yeah. giving you know. So it's it basically, I think they don't have any sort of like regulations in this in this world. It's just you know for a free for all. Hey, look, he's just flipping the coin willy-nilly. He's flipping the coin willy-nilly right now. He's not deciding he's not, things. He's just doing no, it like... he's. That's just for him to think. Yeah. He's thinking. He's he, having a lot of thoughts is what you're saying. Yeah. I'll admit it. He's not, he's not, he's not, a, each, he's no, not no, assigning he's, value to each flip. No, it's just his way to, to uh, you know, Yeah, no, he's doing the roulette thing. He's just, he's just doing stuff. So he's just in this club all by himself. He's got this, like, lights on. Flipping his fuck? coin, you know, just, blah, 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 you know, wasting time. Twirling his fingers. And he's, of course, he's got this, like, was it a um, 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 Phantom of the Opera, like, mask on, or, like, almost, like, kind of like a, the Cobra Commander, right? Almost. Mm -hmm. It's got that, like, it's not hiding anything, Harv. It's, he's, yeah. Like, he's like a half ghost. I like how Batman is, like, Like really, Casey Affleck. Uh, he's handsome. Look at him. There he is. You're beautiful, too. I don't get <laughs> You're beautiful, how, too, too, face. How does a chemical bird make his eye bigger? Your eye is Oh, wait. Get, oh, look. Look. Eyes don't yeah. get engorged because of So scarring. did they just kill the two twins? I think so. Or they got past it, or they got knocked unconscious. Their eyes were wide open. And the guy comes back in with a gun pointing forward. Dude, I think I think they just shot Min and Max. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I think I got stabbed or something. That was what I what I thought. Oh, they quiet. got yeah, dude, they just killed Min and Max, mm -hmm. dude. These guys had a good life ahead of them as his fucking goons, and now they're dead. I like All how this is Grace's fault. You really like doing this thing where, like, you assign fault to the wrong character and stick with it? I think Grace is at fault if you follow this storyline. I'm wondering. I, I, I'm sorry. I just can't tell like, what person. I know it's it's not 100% serious or 100% sarcastic. And I'm trying to, like, ascertain where it is. Because you Batman the Animated I know, exactly. Batman know. the Animated Series was great for, like, teaching morals to kids and it has a really good sense of morals and it really has like value as like an educational tool yeah, in that sense that underdwellers one was a little weird well yeah yeah less said about that episode its implications the better what was the morals of that underdwellers one well, it had a few episodes where they you know they they teach some stuff, but I think it was just more like it's a really well done cinematic show that no really... I'm saying like kids can learn from the morals of the show kids can learn from the morals yeah it's true and Ballard learns the morals that Grace is the villain of this episode and Jordan was the villain of the previous ones. I think he's just being uh, trying to be funny, I think. That's what I... And as Frog trying. deserved it? Did Frog deserve it? That's what was I'm Frog for. really the villain because he was too tempting? Frog was maybe seducing some older men. Yeah, that, I, that, now, now I recall that one. That was the episode. I like how Two-Face you know, describes his coin. So he says, the, the coin is the law of averages, the great equalizer. I love it. The coin. It's the coin. And, sure. and Batman is, is really fucked up from Two-Face basically kicking him. It, yeah, he keeps grabbing his side. I think his heart's broken more, Steve. No, he broke his heart. He, broke he his has heart. a broken heart, and and I think broken ribs. I think I think there's. He was definitely debilitated by that kick way more than a typical kick. Watch look at this! Look at this! Boom! Two Face kicked the gun out of Rupert. He Thor's saved hand. Batman's look life. That. I think that. Uh, look at that. That's like a first. That's a first in yeah, this I have series. a note here that that's the first time Batman's life has been saved by one of his it enemies. Is? Yeah. It seemed like yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, what other enemies have there been like emotionally attached? There's, like this? there's, there's, there's there are. 
future ones, but this is the first one. Oh, of course. Catwoman, I would imagine, would have done it. You got it. it. Joker. Who else? Who else? Talia. Joker? Oh, Joker for sure. Talia for sure. Harley Quinn. Har- no. I guess Harley, okay. Probably not Harley Quinn. I, no, I, there's a few times where Harley would do it because Joker was it like... It says in, in Harley Quinade, she saved back. Yeah, isn't that the one where Joker's going to nuke everyone? And apparently uh, Bane. Bane saves them? Mm-hmm. How are you getting this information? Uh, on this uh, Wikipedia page or a Wiki page. It's not a Wikipedia page. It's a DC fandom page. People, DC characters fandom. who have saved Batman's life, villains who have saved Batman's life. Yep. Other so other people save Batman at other times. I guess Mr. Freeze saved Batman on Batman in the movie Batman and Mr. Freeze. Oh, and really? In, oh, uh, I haven't watched that Deep before. Freeze. It was good. Oh, here we go. So Batman sees coins. Yeah, uh, Batman Sub-Zero, it's called. Right? So uh-huh. Two-Face just flipped the final coin. Batman sees a box of coins, tosses the box of coins up. Booyah, Harvey. Where's your coin at now? Listen, in this case, it's improvised, where in Batman Forever, he just brings a lot of coins with him. He does. He just brings random coins. It's a good idea. Like, 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 I'll just throw these at the most random time and it'll save the day. Does it'll he even know about Two-Face's coin? It's not even established in that movie. Yeah, it's established if you're paying attention. If, and Batman, Val Kilmer's Batman was paying attention. Look at Grace. Look at her. She's still trying to get that power out of Harvey. I wish there was a director's cut for Batman Forever. There's a lot of good stuff that's in that movie that, that I think I cut out. So wait, Batman Forever, we did establish that. Yeah, that was 1995. This was what year, 1992? Yeah. They totally took that from this. Or were inspired or homaging it. Yeah, no, yeah. and they also took from the episode that introduces uh, Robin. Uh, that That's before the movie. And they that, that like Batman Forever yeah. was basically the show. Just re- they, they totally influenced the the movies. And, and I think they're just the Batman in general, <clears throat> the, the series. Yeah, it and just, Batman I, just flipped a coin into the fountain. There I think we go, and this I is think it. partly because you know Heads DC up. wanted oh, kids shit. to read the comics, so they followed the storyline that they were most familiar with. Did you guys see that? That was like good face up. That was like heads up. Uh, yeah. Uh-huh. Oh yeah, it was very cinematic. You know, you know. Did it Batman the, Forever when 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 uh, Two Face died? Didn't it land face up on his hand? And didn't it also land face up in the Dark Knight after? Uh, Batman knocks saves, Harvey yeah, into saves the his son. Yeah, it's like saying like the face up because Batman saves. I love son. it. It's always Batman. It's oh yeah. Saves every Gordon's single time son. it's been Batman's coin, right? And it's been face up essentially, or Batman's or Batman's decision making of the coin, right? Like Batman made the decision each mm-hmm. time, all three times. Yeah, I like how when they wow. take Harvey away, it's the men in the white coats that that take him away. It's going off to. I I like that it, it doesn't pull punches in that scene, and it it. When Two Face is trying to like figure out how to hurt Gordon the most, Gordon just kind of gives away the fact that between his his wife, his son, and his and his daughter, that he values his son's life the most because that's when he cracks, and that's why Two Face yeah. picks him. It's like they are they are hitting hard emotional stuff here. They are, and, and like it that's coming. Inspiration is coming from this. Absolutely, along with like political intrigue with like uh, with power like struggle like control games within relationships with grace and harvey like that was even crazy like and i didn't get that at all back when i was a little kid watching this and it's very interesting to see that now it's not okay it's not in the episode it's <laughs> almost like watching a house of cards episode at times <laughs> not in the episode i really like this episode guys and i i really liked this two-parter and i thought this was really when the series if i didn't say it earlier or if i have already said it earlier i'll say it again elevated itself um, and uh, I gave this 4.5 out of 5 boys. I liked part one a lot more. 
but I liked part two a lot. And I gave part one 5.5 out of boys. So I gave the first one uh, five stars almost, or five boys, specifically to be able to give this one four and a half. Uh, because it's just, oh, it's not, have two. it's not as good as the first one, in my opinion, uh, the first yeah. part, because that first part has the fall and, and, uh, I mean, I, I, I could have preferred to see a little bit more of Two-Face right after he's scarred and he's like maybe trying to deal with it. It said it just jumps ahead and, and he's, and he's Two-Face and he's already established to the point where he's got twins working for him. Like he's already got gimmicks and he's had yeah, his suit made. Blue ball. You got some blue balls. You got blue balls, right? Is that what you're saying? You got too much blue ball from the last one. Oh, they went from blue balls to the the cum already on the girl's face. It's like I want to see the part in between. I want to see the cum get on the face. Yeah, oh, that's 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 a good point. Steve, how about you? I give it five. I I, I thought it was uh, uh, j- taken as a whole. I gave the last one five, and I guess I I'm just w- thinking of it as as the the two together, and it's just a, such story. a great story that uh, it's just so I think it was just so well done for a kid's show. That uh, it kind of blows Truly. my mind. Totally. So, first one, I think that they really showed that they were taking this uh, show seriously, and that they weren't doing Boss Biggest and yeah. uh, you know other like, King. you know kind of one-off things. Like this sets up Two Face, and now Two Face is going to be a constant you know villain for him and that sort of thing. And I, I think that that's what's uh, gets good about the show is the the running storylines. Interesting. Yeah. Good point. They're they're. They're really uh, thinning up the herd when it comes to the rogue gallery and it started establishing their big heavy hitters. And we're going to get a lot more heavy hitters from pretty much this point on. I think that the show really kind of hits its stride in some of the episodes after this. Great bat stuff, gentlemen. Cool Boy Nation, tune in next week. Same cool bat time, same cool bat channel. Cool Bat Nation, be sure to let us bat know what you bat thought of Two-Face Part 2 or... What your favorite bat episode is by bat emailing us at Batman and Beyond Coolboys at gmail.com. New episodes of Batman and Beyond come out every Thursday. Also, please check out our other great Cool Boy Central content with the Cool Boys Podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, and Patreon, where the Cool Boys have an uncensored discussion about five so cool movies. Everything ranging from bods to dongs and all the boners they have given us. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Cool Boys Podcast and Facebook group us at The Cool Boys Podcast. Like and subscribe to us on YouTube. You can find us on YouTube by searching for The Cool Boys Podcast. And be sure to rate and review us on iTunes at The Cool Boys Podcast. And if you like, you can donate to us on Patreon and receive additional episodes of Cool Boys After Dark and a Cool Boy shout-out on the Cool Boys podcast that airs every Tuesday. You can find the Cool Boys on Patreon at patreon.com slash coolboyspodcast. Thank you for listening. Stay cool, Cool Boy Nation. Until next time, it's Byzies from Felk. That's Byzies from Ballard. And Byzies from Steven. So cool. Batman. And beyond. Oh, yeah. Batman and beyond. Oh yeah.